0: This podcast I'm redoing doing so rambled along a lot, trying to do this before. The first thing I'm going to do is, is revisit Benford's numbers again. Most people don't understand statistical tools they're using. You see this in science, you realise most of these papers with this, all this scientific techno jargon and formulas and, and mathematical stuff, a lot of people don't actually know that <laughs> A lot of these people aren't really scientists, and what they're doing is they're just doing, uh, they're just repeating procedures. They don't actually know what the numbers and probabilities they're studying really mean. Um, Benford's numbers is the same case as that. And there's both people on the right and left who can fail to truly understand what it's all about. Especially if you're out of practice and you're not messing around with numbers and maths and other things on a daily basis, so... <laughs> now before I say I don't put a lot of stock in Benford's numbers, um, I've tried to explain why and explain them. There's a lot of other people, famous mathematician on YouTube coming out and saying, well... Dismissing it. Um, well, he comes. He, he, he came up. Though it took him weeks, he came up with the same observation I came up with. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's 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 not even like it's 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 mid-level high school mathematics, and I wasn't brilliant at mathematics. Um, so anyway, what does Benford's numbers do? Um... Well, what it really is, is it's a mathematical observation that in in incremental systems that produce numbers, there is a tendency if you take the number, the most significant digit, and you count the frequencies of the most significant digit, then there's a tendency for that, uh, For the distribution of, of frequencies to be uneven and to be progressively you know to, 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 digress, to, to progressively decrease leaving a curve um, so okay what does that actually mean in this technical gibberish um, but it means if you count the first number if you if you've got a whole list of numbers you go for each number, and you cross out all except the first number. So you've only got the first numbers from each number. It's like your phone book, take all the first numbers of the phone book. <laughs> well it's the observation that in a very large number of specific types of system that when you count, you know, when you count how many zeros you've got, how many well not really zeros, when you got, when you count how many ones you've got, how many twos you've got, how many fees you've got you'll have more 1s, and there's slightly less 2s, and there's slightly less 3s, and slightly less 4s, and slightly less 5s, uh, slightly less 6s, slightly less 7s, slightly less 7s. Well, moderately less, like 10% less or something like that. And... But actually, overall, this is quite a significant, you know, <laughs> Quite significant difference. Um, So you know you can have almost ten times more ones than there are nines when it goes to the extreme end of the scale. Um, Now for systems that produce random numbers, actually your phone numbers won't probably be like that. They'll probably be different. it might be like that. I don't know. But if you test your phone numbers, and phone numbers aren't generated as an incremental system. Um, it's like where I am; everyone's number begins with seven because that's how they design the system. But when you when you do this to other things, like if you look at the population of each town, well, that's specifically an incremental system. So what I mean by that is is very simple. You start off with one person, then two people, then you know. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. So it grows. Basically, it's simple as that. It's an incremental system. <laughs> it increases. Now, when you have a system where you can you can count the number of a lot of things, and they tend to be incremental. It tends to be things that rise to where they are, either rise rise and then stop, or are constantly rising. They they notice that there's this pattern where you you, you get the, the lower num- like lower the number the more the more the more times you you have it as the first number or for all the numbers that you take. Um, now there's a very simple without going into mathematics there's a very simple reason for this which is that the lower the lower first numbers come first and they have an advantage because of that. So for example to save up a thousand pounds, well to save up two thousand pounds you have to save up a thousand pounds first. To save up three thousand pounds you have to save up two thousand and one thousand pounds first so when you have systems like this you're more likely to have the lower numbers just because they come first mm-hmm. and that's simple as that um well, there's some little bit of other stuff going on with that but it's as simple as that and the same thing happens usually with uh counting you know how many people voted for which person in each district so that's also an incremental system now this doesn't you know see, seeing a different pattern Seeing it not match this curve doesn't one hundred percent mean fraud. It just means that um, it just means wherever you're getting those numbers from, something it the the way those numbers are being produced, thing different generated, different things can influence that, and that results in you know it's it's, it's It doesn't really tell you like if the dice is loaded it just tells you that this is what the dice produces doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the dice like it's a mystery dice and you look at what it produces some forces are able to reproduce the dice to make their results fit in some sometimes you know the real issue Benford's numbers is when you compare it and i pointed this out before i would be somewhat you know i'm somewhat concerned that Okay, I, c- I can say, well, if you... If you divide the city up into more or less even blocks that on average house, you know, 2,000 people, then yeah, suddenly two is going to appear quite often. Um, now, and there's also a problem with low samples. I mean, if you only have one number, you can't compare you know, how much the first number occurs to any of, of one number to any other number because there aren't any other numbers. So you need a good size sample set for comparison. Now, I, I pointed out before, I'm, I'm quite concerned with this simply because it doesn't match trumps in quite a few cases. I haven't gone through all the cases to see all the mismatches. But that in itself. Um, Here's the thing both, both Trump and Biden should be Should be affected very similarly by the same Incremental Or the patterns and the same limits and ceilings um, It's not impossible For there to be no true imbalance And for one's pattern To not match the other but it is a big warning sign. Um, especially if that mismatch is emphasized. It might suggest some other processes happening. So, yeah, all, all right. Um, Biden is active in all these places. Well, The problem the is, is is that there are still a good number of votes. So, okay, yes, If Biden, if, if in these particular places that are carved up evenly, that break the pattern because of that because of the way they're segmented because because of the way you've selected areas to pick numbers from actually isn't fully um doesn't fully isolate you from certain other effects like like if, if you're if, if you're if you're selecting if, if you're selecting areas by you know if, if you're saying um you know, break it up into areas of 2,000 people and choose going to occur, those and those. But the problem is, in, in those in those areas, you still get Trump voters, even if you get more Biden voters. It would be somewhat surprising to not also see that pattern, although in a diminished fashion, and, and insufficient sample size might hide it. But you still expect to see it. You know, you might expect to see some of that pattern reflected on... The Trump folks as well, so it's it's a bit weird. Um, now you could say in effects might might be because one hits the ceiling, one doesn't, but actually it doesn't always work like that. It might seem to work like that. You might say, well you put in a ceiling, therefore you ceiling you, 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 you put in a ceiling of five. Um, and a soft floor of, of two. So yeah, you're gonna get that. Well, You can say, well, okay, Biden's pattern reflects a different pattern It reflects the pattern of the size of each, of the population size of each area. Um, and you're not going to say they're doing forged for that, are you? Um... Now my big problem with this is is I think it's interesting that this roof seems to be hit. You you start to get hundred percent turnout and then you start to say, Well this pattern matches very closely the population for Biden but not for Trump. And like, well that's an interesting I think there actually might be something in some of these Benefits numbers if you really look close to it. But it's not what people might it's not like traditional fraud. Um, So we have seen things like Facebook was spending five times more on areas that had a higher uh, Democrat population on making it easier to vote. Things like drop boxes and stuff like that. (laughs) So that in itself is unfair and cheating. One of the problems of unfair systems is that they're... There's a lot of areas of cheating. People don't really think of it as cheating. Um, but it is anti-competition. It's not how the game is meant to be played. It's breaking the game. Um, so... Um, it, it is breaking, breaking the game. Now, one example of this in simple competitive systems is I've seen people you know, go onto a computer game and they have two people playing characters, so they can play it 24 hours, grind for 24 hours and keep accumulating points. Um, but it's not really how you went, how, how the game should be played. Um, yeah, technically you can do that. They shouldn't be allowing that, really, if they're going to, you know, it's impossible to become a top player unless you do that Well, yeah. and this is a problem with competitive systems. I'm a specialist, I'm an expert, We're, you know, and I'm specialist in this kind these kind of systems, so you I'm know, aware of this stuff. And that's not you shouldn't be doing that in an election either. Um it's hard to completely avoid stuff like that, uh, pay to win. But there are, you know, people just looking at Ford, but there's all kinds of irregularities and problems with this election. Um <clears throat> and it's pay to win and and this when when I when I've started to think about this and look at this, um <laughs> then, you know, I, I, I think, I think you need, I think you need to be careful with certain explanations, saying. You know, I, I can give a lot of explanations for why things wouldn't follow Benford's numbers. and if something doesn't if something doesn't follow Benford's number, you don't actually strictly need an, uh, an explanation. If you don't have an explanation you, you just you, like it's just, it's just a pretty picture, it's just a pretty graph. like the explanation is not automatically fraud. If you're going through that, well, you know you actually, you actually then like it'll give you a hint well, here's something odd. we should look at this because we don't know what's going on. <laughs> the problem with Benford's numbers is that it can show nothing when there is fraud, and it can show something when there isn't fraud. It is just a very vague tool to, to assist people, like warmer, colder. But it's it's not a reliable detectable determiner of fraud, except in really extreme cases. Um, or, or, in, or in cases where it's well established that numbers absolutely should and must follow Benford's rule, and there's a massive deviation um biden's deviation is pretty massive and you can look at these and say well that does actually follow the pattern of the you know that that's a selection problem um that because you know you're trying to measure the number generator but you're actually what 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 you're normally there is is how you've selected the numbers how you've subdivided everything um so actually cities are so big within the incremental system that um, they're not really a whole village. Uh, they're just a massive, and you're not actually counting the whole city. So you, you're comparing two different things. You're going to get two, you know, two different patterns. Um, well, that's fair enough. That's, a, that's an explanation, but it's, it's not actually a tested explanation. That's the explanation that first came into my head, or you know. But I didn't take huge amounts stock in Benford's number numbers. <clears throat> However, I, I was alarmed at people not more alarmed at people not taking a closer look at it. Um, I mean, to be to be fair, it is a significant enough anomaly to warrant more investigation. Um, you have to keep in mind is, is that okay? I, I get a little bit pissed off at overusing statistics, but they they are good at giving you hint that there is something happening. Now that something happening could be something you're doing that you don't know that you're doing. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's you find out it's about discovery. It's it's, it's, it's normally a fun game. Um, everyone loves a good mystery, but. You no, know, that that is a phenomena that you want, you know, you, it's not just enough to say, well, it might be this. You actually do need to test that and verify that it's this. Um, so to me, I haven't been completely dismissive of Benford's numbers, but I've looked at it and I've been, well, you know, I can't easily explain that. There are other explanations, but that is a sign. The problem, the problem is, is that they use the same methodology to determine that elections are invalid in, in other countries across the world, like, like Russia and, and well, so, suddenly, suddenly then it was absolute proof. And now suddenly it's all, there's explanations for that. It, so, you know, you have to, be, you have to realize, well, you know, th- these people are lying, <laughs> lying to you, you can't trust them. The so-called election experts, you know, you have to be a little bit careful um, because they've suddenly completely changed track now. And what they seem to be actually doing is... is, is It's not election verification. Anyway, so my, my position is, I'm an international observer. Um, I'm fully qualified as a witness testimony. I don't know anything, I don't have access to all the data. But I've seen a lot of stuff, I haven't just seen stuff that other people see in the mainstream news. People have just been watching CNN, they will, They are not qualified to comment on this kind of stuff because they've simply not seen all the information from all the sources unadulterated um i won't go along with this hammer and school card stuff i'm getting a bit pissed off with that i understand what that's about yes there is software like that um but it's not uh you know, it's not a magic technology. It can't you know? They can't automatically manipulate every single election like they're gods and stuff like that. It's you know, they've made it a bit theatrical. You know, stuff like that is just there's loads of software like that. People make it all the time. It's pen testing software. I don't actually know if that specific software really exists or not, but I know that there's software like that. So, well, the one the one thing there isn't software like that that has some miraculous properties that they actually can hack this election. <coughs> there, there isn't. <coughs> There isn't some piece of software that they develop. They say the software can hack elections. Um, well, no, it, 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 it In theory, it, it it might be possible for it to hack some elections. But it's not something that can. It's not like if you create any election, then Hammer's Hammer's Scorecard can come along and hack it and control it. And yeah, you know, it doesn't work like that. Um, so every castle is different. Yes, you can make certain tools to help you besiege castles, but you're not, you know, it's hit, it's hit and miss. Sometimes you can just turn up outside the castle and say, hello, we're here to do the roofs And they'll say, oh, come in. And then it, they open the drawbridge and like, ha ha, ha ha. We're all going to take off our, you know, And then they all rush in and shit like that. But there's there's no, there's no like, that's it, talking like it's a magic wizard's enchanted bracelet that you can put on and it will allow you to walk through the castle wall, walls. And like it's some scene in fucking Lord of the Rings where they all have to hold hands uh, to transfer the effects of the bracelet and then the whole army walks through the wall and into the castle um, and then starts fighting and. So, you need to be a little bit careful of bullshit. And, um, you know, everyone's getting a bit fed up with Sidney Powell. Well, to be honest, you know, (coughs) a lot of people don't fall for that in the first place. Some people do. A little bit of sensationalism. Um doesn't mean that everything she's doing is wrong. She's just hurting her case a little bit because of this crack and stuff, she's basically putting a huge listening throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. And trying to run that through the courts. Um, now there's a lot of crop judges, and I don't know what I don't like what the judges are doing. But on the other hand, there will be some judges who will rightfully say no look, some of these things in your case are true, some of them are bullshit, or or some of them I don't know they're true or not, but they need to be looked into. But I can't sit here in court and basically, you know, it's like you making me rifle-free for your trash to work out what needs to go into a recycling bin and what needs to be thrown out in a normal bin. So this is, this is what, what she's doing with that. I mean, I think it's really good for her to go and collect every possible lead, even though some of them might not go anywhere. Um. But you know, she, she, she's she's pulled in fucking everything into a case, as she means by the Kraken. Um like it is it, it is feeling all the tentacles, one of them will find a hole. That's the idea. There are people in the legal system, you know, there are judges who are going to get a bit pissed off at that. Um it's a strategy, and unfortunately sometimes people do it and it works, but um it, it, I can understand the motivation when they don't have much time. Um, you know, really, they want to be filing a whole bunch of cases and things and other things that are less credible in the back burner. Um, I think some of the part of the Kraken is also referring to this graph that they did of how the companies are connected. And while well, that's useful, <clears throat> but that is a bit of a different scandal. I mean, here's one of the problems is there's so many things wrong with this fucking election. That you, you really you really need 10 20 different courses of, of action to follow and pursue and you know so sort of what she's sort of just done is, is dumps a litany of of endless complaints on a judges table some of it's also sort of taking the piss out of pelosi for the giant fucking stimulus bill like they're playing a game now see who can make the biggest fucking But, you know, her, her Kraken is, is a little bit like the same as Blossy's fucking bullshit stimulus bill in that, you know, there's there's obviously lots of good stuff in there, the meats and potatoes, but they're also mixing in, it's not quite the same, but it's a very similar con- concept in, in at least that they're just lumping everything in. And that also means there's there's a few bad eggs in there, or just just just, just a few things that don't belong in in that meal in that dish. Um, you know, it's it's like going to the restaurant and they bring this massive plate as wide as your arms, put it on the table, and it's got every single ingredient and every single thing on in the menu on it, um, and it, it it's a bit much. Um, okay this is this is the the mess is is the scrambling is that there are so many different avenues to pursue um you know this 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 thing is kind of a sprawling tentacle monster um it's not quite as bad as what they did in the stimulus bill but it, it is not perfect either um And it has a sim- similar set of problems. Um, you know, it's like what well, problems with the Kraken is is what line of inquiry. You know, for for, for each issue, you need a you need a single minded pursuit of that. Um, you know, you, you need to have multiple teams really, like actually one team following down, tracking down. You need like a centralized team to share everything and, and lump everything together, but you also need to follow each of these lines, you know. This is kind of this is this is kind of like being in a police station having multiple different crimes all the time coming in on the on the lines. And you know, the police have lots of little tentacles, they send their little police cars out to deal with that, and you know, each one. But what you have in this case is uh a real difficult ability to really coordinate and take each of these lines of investigation down. Yeah. There are reasons as well to put everything together, but there's different cases. Some cases need uh, a higher level, some are lower level. Um, it's basically really bloody complicated. A lot of people just, you know, turning it into a bit of a mythical, um, Okay, yes, you want to have fun with things, but you do need to get professional at some point as well. Um, you know, fun times over sometimes. You need to have. Sometimes you need to have. a a serious um, a a more well I'd say just serious Um, needs to be more serial anyway So getting back to this, this is the first thing I think a lot of people, you know, I myself might have a a little times put too little and too much stock in Benford's numbers. Um, But really, I think that needs to be investigated. Um, And I think that tool should be used across the boards. One of the things that really pisses me off about this when they do this is they don't help their own case. Um, if I want to look in this, if I support Trump, and I want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely non-biased. I'm non-biased in my approach to analyzing the election. You know, if there's not fraud, and I'm, I'm not going to say, why well, I support Trump, so I'm going to say it's fraud anyway. I don't do that shit. Um, that, I under, ask that if, if someone is truly biased, that, that undermines my case and my bias, because, you know, I actually want a legitimate, I want to find, I want to find look for legitimate evidence of that would favor trump not you know illegitimate evidence destroys your own cause um one of the things that really pisses me off is is they, they they give you what they they don't they don't they don't show you they don't show you the listings for everything which makes it very hard to get you actual bearings because other, otherwise you can torture the data o- otherwise you can just go through and you can find out um you can, you can go through and you can find out the same anomalies exist for Trump. And this this is the first thing. As soon as I see this, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So whenever I look at this, the first thing is I'm thinking, fuck's sake, you're frustrating me. You're not showing me everything. Um, but it is, like, like, all anomalies like that need to be looked into, regardless of which way they go. If you truly want to find evidence, you, you need to make sure you check all of it and make sure that it's... Um, You know, not just one county, you won't see it for all the counties. Um not just one area, you want to see it for all of them. So I mean it's almost certain that if you subdivide this and do it everywhere and you search all the result there, sets, so there'll be thousands of graphs and different dimensions, different levels of nesting, you will find things that violate Benford's law simply as the wall of numbers, the more numbers you have, the more exceptions will crop up. It's like the 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 more the more million, the more people you have the the more mass shooters you'll have. There's a one in a million chance of someone being insane that insane, and you've got millions of people. You're gonna have a few insane people. That's just the wall of numbers. Um. The the wall the rule of numbers is just, just the bigger you know the bigger numbers you have. You will you will have exceptions. Um. What the fuck happened there? Jesus Christ. Um, So, you know, if 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 you have enough data, you can torture the data, and you will always find an anomaly or an irregularity or an exception. That doesn't mean you shouldn't look into those. Like it doesn't mean that that, you know, you have to ignore them, but you can't you can't just say, "Aha, we looked at everything and we found," you know. We found something weird here. Well, okay, great. Found something weird, <coughs> but now you know the journey has just begun. Um, it's time to find out what it's all about. But I am starting to realize that you know the explanation that I might use to dismiss benefits rules in these cases without looking into it that explanation itself might correspond with an actual irregularity, an actual problem. Like, that actually might be identifying a problem. Like, like there, 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 there is such high turnout, for example, that it's heavily, the, the, the pattern of the areas you're drawing from and selecting from, like, your selection is, is so heavily adhered to and represented, like the signal was so strong. Um, I'm kind of like, well, you know, it's a bit potent. How did that happen? How did, how you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, how, how, how did my error become so potent? Like, you know. So... So I think that does need to be looked into a little bit more, especially, if, you know, people need to stop saying we're just looking for, fraud, like, fraud in the way that we normally think of fraud. Um, you, you need to look for imbalance. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the, the I'm going to try not to ramble along, this, this last time we got so complicated talking about this issue. This is the problem with being an expert witness in competitive systems, is that, one of the things is i'm a little bit repetitive and slow with things and try to you know, spend a lot of time trying to work out the best time to, to express things but the other thing is you can actually know a little bit too much but to, to simplify this here, here's here's the biggest problem as, as, as an international observer a specialist in competitive systems in both building them monitoring unfairness irregularities cheating often things that people didn't think about as someone who is a systems analyst, so people who need to say, you know, people who say, "Oh, all oh, systems racist," and I know everything. Well, I'm sorry, mate. Look, shut up. Okay, I'm the systems guy. I'm the guy who is systematic. I am the guy who goes in and examines systems. Now, obviously, I don't know everything. I mean, most of the time, whenever I go into someone and talk to someone's system, they, you know, I'm, I'm giving a huge amount of insight and in new things I didn't know. Um, part part of a bit part of my ability in, in systems analysis is being, you know, not just collecting as much useful knowledge as possible, but relevant knowledge or likely useful knowledge as possible, but being very certain about what I don't know. When people are saying, "Oh, there's a system racism and stuff like that," you need to shut up. That's that's not your qualif. How do you know that? Well, I read the newspaper. I read the D'Angelo novel of someone who's you know, is, is themselves admittedly racist and they've done their own introspection, they're still racist because they're insisting that they they represent every single fucking white person on the planet. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll ever not be a racist. I think they're racist for life. Like, their racism, as, as much as they try to suppress it, their racism will come out somewhere. And here it is, they're fucking writing this racist book. Um <laughs> so Um, so when it, I mean, when it comes to systems, looking at this is entirely neutrally. Um, it doesn't actually matter. Yes, I might be biased for being interested in that, focusing and looking at that. <clears throat> but my my means and methods are not biased. Um, when I do systems analysis, one of the things I have to do is detect bias. Um, it's impossible to do that if you if you're not um well to do it effectively and well if, you, if you're not highly trained in not being biased not being you know it actually doesn't mean knowing when to admit to bias you can't really not be 100 percent unbiased what you can do is you can be aware of your bias um you're you know, you also need to be very aware of other bias, you know, often your own biases aren't just your own biases. They're imported. You absorb them from the biases all around you. Um, and, and you become, you know, you can become the biased. You really, really make, you can really become biased in a, in a way that is, you might not have thought, you know, you become the biased in, in, in the same way as being a, a flake of snow in, in the avalanche. Um, anyway bias is everywhere. It's 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 not always escape, but you can you can spot it, you can observe it. Um, a lot of people do not know what bias is. Like they they often they think they're not biased, but they are biased. So when they look at something when they look at something that isn't biased, they see it as biased, um, because they're not able to take into account their own biases. Um, like, as far as far as they're concerned, you know, they're standing on a level grounds, and it's you standing on the side of the hill. Um, In in virtually every system of bias I've seen. Everyone thinks that you know everything is biased. But everyone is biased. So it's really hard to unravel stuff. Um now here's the big problem I have. So as a new as someone who can take position of a neutral observer, um as a systems analysis and look at this purely from that perspective of analysing a system. Um, this isn't just about lacking or, or being competitive biases. This is about actually being practiced in, in in that area. You can look at a system in a way where it's just an organism. A company is just an organism. Uh, political parties is an organism. They're actually, very similar in certain ways. And competitive systems. These are competitive parties okay one might be a monetary system and then there's a business specifics as to what they're competing over but actually things like Democrat party are very you know they're very much the same as a corporation in many respects um, and a lot of the same processes apply and businesses are complicated systems people like me business analysis will go in and we also make stuff but we have to also figure out the human element what the humans are doing what everyone all the operations everyone is doing what their customer is all about what their product is or their services, how the how the different operations work and, and support that business on, on what level. Um, quite a lot of the time you have just human support systems, your system needs humans and you have the same you need the same human you know, every office needs a toilet, for example. But then you get the things that are specific to the business. Um, and you know you also have to understand your customers and their needs and it actually becomes quite sprawling mess um you have to understand the way people are doing everything to fulfill their functions there's more than one way to do different things how everything is and of course in these competitive systems you have a lot of problems i mean it's uh and you know you, some, sometimes when you're doing systems analysis there's all different types of purposes you want to find problems you want to find you know you want to make it more efficient you want to um... Better suit your customers' needs and understands how to fulfill what they need to do what they're doing. You want to improve the system. You want to make the system more optimal. You simply, sometimes you just want to understand the system. This is a very large problem in most businesses and companies and other things. Like people are just doing it and going along with it, but they actually don't understand. No one really understands. Like you can have a you can you can have a system or business or company or party where everyone is doing stuff and they know what to do in their own little bubble. No, no one actually, no one actually knows how the whole thing comes together or no one actually knows how I think works. Um, you no, know, you really do have a clog in the machine effects, but and no one actually knows what the overall machine is, what it's doing, how it's doing it. Um, you know, a very common, very common thing is digitalizing stuff now, like Anyone who's had to do any any amount of programming, software engineering, it, it's not enough just to be able to speak to machines. Um, it's not enough just to understand that element of the system. Like, you, like what you're actually programming is is part of the system. You're taking the system and putting it onto the computer. Um, you're putting the business on computer. You, you're Basically, recreating a system as a machine on a computer—that sort of stuff—and um, now, now people have computer systems. They don't understand how they work. <laughs> they have people that don't understand what they're doing, how they work, and, and how they fit in. And they have computers <laughs> that don't understand There's software that they don't really understand what the need is or what it's doing, how it's working. It's like uh, you know, it's complicated. The world is complicated. Now, when you're doing system, when you're, you know, if if you've done things like uh, uh, works with, with with gaming and, and finance, financial systems and scientific systems, measuring systems, data systems, um, I've, I, I've 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 uh, i I've I've had my I've been all around in those things. I'm quite well versed and a specialist in being in, in looking at systems, fixing them. And it's very much the same for the selection system. You know, it, it's it's like, you know, you have to go in and sort out a game, and see what 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 are the players actually doing? How are these players getting to the top? Are they really putting all this time into it? Or you know, okay, why does that website have loads of traffic and not this one? Um, what are they doing? Like, uh, why is, you know, why why do these people have a better product, but it's selling it's not selling as much? What's going on there? What's uh, um, where where are the customers even? How are the customers finding us? Um you know, all kinds of crazy shit. So an election is very much the same as, you know, system has to be fair, viable and it has to work. If you have a system that's competitive and people are just cheating, it's not good. But or or the system isn't reliable i've had lots of systems are saying oh this is this result reliable what's the margin of error what's the um you know how confident are you this result is accurate um okay five to ten percent based on what based on mathematics or or based on experience and observation and measurement of the error as well or is it just based on your gut feeling um Sometimes all of these things come into play, and you can never truly quite know the Zachs and it can change as well. Not everything's written in the stone; not everything's constant. So here's the thing: as an international server, the first problem with this election is that it's an overwhelmed system. So first off, things have been creeping up; strains have been creeping, creeping up, like people have been slowly piling on on straws on the camel's back. So population has been increasing you know, other things happening, so natural, gradual increases on strain. Now, a big thing that has happened has been and the system, in, on top of that, the system itself, um, you know, has been complacency. It hasn't really been particularly improved. And you've got lots of other things going, lots of small things going against it. Um, then you have coronavirus. And you have the problem of very close results. That's a problem in any system, any election. Like, it's a really huge problem. Um, because when results are close, um, it's well within the margin of, of, of error. So we've seen errors of the same order of magnitude that could swing the election. Like suddenly, oh, we lost 4,000 votes for Trump. Here they are. Or we accidentally Overcounted Biden by 100,000. Oops, we'll fix that typo. Someone put a one at the end. Um, so just experienced errors bring into range the results. And you know, that with a system like this, this is this is this is an expected challenge, complexity In, in election. This is difficulty in democracy as it is. This is an existing problem um like every single democracy has to face this problem of converging results that converge on being so close like there's natural processes that in competitive systems converge the results being close so here's uh, well I'll give an example i'll give the example that later because it's more relevant to the later argument but um Like you can have a real problem with a system where you don't really know who won. It's a stalemate. It's like a stalemate in chess, and, and you have to do extreme things to, like, that enters into the domain of, of of having of making a real mess on on how to solve that. So that's a problem on its own. That's a problem both for Trump and Biden. Like that, that's a problem that that should treat them equally. So they made all these changes to election as well actually it won't it won't affect them equally but that's 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 a neutral as far as democracy is concerned that's just a neutral problem that's a neutral challenge in democracy that's a that's the problem that's a struggle with democracy not any particular candidate um and a competitive system where it converges where, where you're trying to work out the winner and it converges um like it, it's trying to converge on a neutral on, 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 on no result um It's almost weird. We test systems like this. Um, like if if something is having no effects, then it's it stays on fifty. If, if there's no dis- difference, then things will converge on fifty percent on on a fifty percent probability when it makes no difference. So when you when you when you're voting, for example, for two candidates where it really makes no difference in an election, then and when, when we do any kind of experiment, we do science, I, I've done science the same as elections, and when there's no difference, it converges on 50%. Um, on the, you know, 50% uh, probability, p-value of, of 0.5. Like, um, right, well, it's, it's 50-50 as to whether, lots of things converge 50-50. In, especially in competitive systems as well, for certain reasons. So that in itself is just a, a, a natural inherent problem to democracy. And now here's another problem is you might assume all the errors are distributed 50-50. But as I said before, in a previous analysis explaining people to this, explaining this to people, um, that it doesn't go both, it doesn't, it's not guaranteed that errors will be evenly distributed. Um, Now here is where the real big problem comes in. Here is where the massive problem comes in. This is a very tight margin. This is a, these are very tight margins of victory, already well within the natural error range. So you know the errors basically it's fifty fifty. The errors could flip it this way or that. But here's here's a problem I have with this. Well, there's there's other problems like just the facts that they're making it impossible to audit it. it actually, disqualifies the election. Um, because you can't verify it. Um, there's no reason not to be able to verify it. No good reason. And this should have been done off the bat. I mean, the problem is they've they've actually relaxed all of their procedures in the name of coronavirus, <coughs> which is actually an, an over the top reaction. If it was really that serious, like you should have demanded postponing the election and, until early next next year um like like if if you can do if if you can start ignoring if you can start doing special things and making exceptions or having special dispensation for coronavirus then the very first exception you should have come up with is, is let's shift the date of the selection and still outside of coronavirus um if coronavirus is such a big issue, suddenly it's such a big issue, it's not proportionately a big issue like they they're fucking around, but um you know if it really was a big issue that that is what you would have done um so there's all these problems up up front that are just systematic problems that you don't need to really say if it's this candidate You're not these are just election problems, these are just system problems. These are hard challenges in the system. Like most most people take part in democracy, they do their vote, they do their part, and it's all very simple for them, but they don't really know what the overall system is all about and what it requires and depends on. And this this is and just how delicate it can be sometimes. That, that it's not a perfect system. If you, if you're looking at this from the perspective of a board game or something like that, those are those are very simple, simplified, discrete games and systems and rules, and even they can have problems. So the democracy, you know, it's it, it's a it's a complicated, it's a difficult system to maintain, manage, and implement. Um, as as competitive systems go, it, it is a very significant. You no, know, there's not many sports out there. You think football, you know. Could you, if you're maintaining all football matches and and stuff like that, that is quite an undertaking. Well, imagine a game that. Imagine, imagine a game that the entire population plays in millions of people. Um, you know, how many fucking referees are you gonna need? How how are you gonna you know have so many referees? How are you gonna keep them in check? It's. it's um, You know, normally in a football match, you might expect the red cards and yellow cards to more or less go evenly either way. But um, now, he- here is the big problem that I have with this—the big ass motherfucking problem. The big ass problem with, with this competitive system is the margin of victory. Like there's, there's a, lot, a lot of competitive systems, lots of people can have unfair advantages. Now, usually what will happen is if both people take part in the unfair advantage, if both people take part in the unfair advantage, then it it, it, balance, it roughly balances itself out as well. That converges on a 50-50 as well in a competitive system. The cheating becomes competitive um, as well as the, the gameplay. But that's not always the case. Now, the problem I have is that overwhelmingly... All of the unfair advantages, all of the unfair advantages go towards Biden. What I look at when I look at the USA is I do not see a healthy competitive democratic environment. I do not see a country with a free press. I see a country with a press that all moves as one. Now when you look at when you when you look at the Biden Trump fee, it looks like it converges on fifty on on 50 or when you look at the the contest, it's 50 fifty. It looks like it converges on 50 50 now this is how competitive systems like this is how it looks in in reality and how competitive systems should work but what is it you now each side each, each side keeps trying to match the other side in a tug of war and you know the, the the that's because once once you get more than over the winning once you get more than over the winning mar- margin then you don't cheat anymore and this is another problem because the same thing applies to cheating as well the cheating will try to pull it to 50 just just as much as it needs to win as well as the competitive activities, like if 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 it takes a billion dollars of investment to get fifty one percent, and that's all you need to win, you spend a billion dollars investment. If it takes ten billion dollars of investment to get fifty fifty five percent. You you know you're potentially wasting nine billion dollars. Um, So you see the point of of investment. So there's that side of it, but there's also the competitive systems like this are meant to be designed like that. It's exactly exactly the same as a league football game. So in a league football game, all the best teams are filtered up until in the World Cup, you've got two teams playing against each other. These are the two best teams, and they should be relatively evenly matched. So here's a hilarious thing in in, in that is is that it's a 50-50 chance of each team. It really comes down to it. It's probably a 50-50 chance of each team winning. I mean, if you played the World Cup and you took two best teams and it was best out of, first best out of, like, you do it best out of one, try best out of three, try best out of five, try best out of seven. If you actually want to find truly the best team, like, you might actually find that that you never, apart from the first one to win, you might find that, that they're just about as good as each other. So you actually don't have a winning team for the World Cup. Um there's lots of these angles, competitive systems, people don't understand don't pursue. I'm a specialist in it. There's a huge amount I don't know. Um, but I, I do have to work and I go down, you know, see it in a little, see it in a few ways that, you know, the average person just going along with it for a bit of fun or, or whatever, doesn't really understand about this stuff this is a problem globally of competitive one problem's globally competitive systems is, is people competing hyper competing too far and anti-competition so anti-competition is when you do something to win but you're basically cheating the test of, of what what you're supposed to be t- what the system is supposed to be testing for in terms of ability and things like that um, <laughs> So you know sort of imagining the world cup like only, only, there's, there's a referee for only one team. So one team can foul as much as it likes, but the other team can't. Um, you know, China's a big problem with competition because China's a horrendously authoritarian regime and they can just do whatever they like. So one of the reasons China has the advanced manufacturing. Basis because it doesn't have all these environmental regulations, or so when it does, it can choose whether or not to enforce it and whether to ignore it or not. So, this is why you have Chinese cities and smogs. Smog in China, they can say, Don't don't you can work for less? They can even say you can be, you know, they can have forced labor basically, slavery. Um, they, they can say you're going to have to work seven days a week. This is where we really need globalism. Yeah, the EU tries to do this, yet, but it doesn't do it very well. Um, like the EU ends up doing anti-competition for the sake of fighting anti-competition it it's very hard to maintain competitive systems like this or truly understand them and you do need at some point you do need at some point to control to introduce limits controls things like that um, otherwise it gets too far now the problem is is not all things are equal not all things are equal so look at China right now with all its you know Trump tried to do this a little bit in the u s a competing with china deregulating stuff not going as far as china goes but it it, it it's one thing when you have a an unregulated society without regulation regulations holding back business and allowing them to be giving them a giving china Chinese business and manufacturing a huge advantage all the manufacturing ends up in china and your site how you your position has a disadvantage. Um, you have a disadvantage in having regulations, but then you also have hyper-regulations that makes it even even harder to compete. Um, Trump Trump's approach to this first approach to this he he believes in um, he believes in moving away from hyper-regulation to just to more reasonable regulations, to stay competitive. Now there'll be other other means of dealing with China as well, like tariffs. Because you don't want to be as unregulated as China, and you're also not an authoritarian regime. So, you know, there's, there's there's you do small little things all over the place, but hyperregulation is is a problem in being competitive. Um, the first problem is, is to cut red tape; doesn't need to be there. Um, so these. This issue of competitive systems is it's is a global problem and a local problem and a problem all over the place. When people like communism, you know, sometimes it's referring to problems in these competitive systems, but they sort of, communism isn't the answer to that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, some of it is reaction to legit, legitimate problems in competitive systems. In democracy, we do actually try to regulate it to prevent these problems um and that's why you have things like anti-competition um so like i say anti-competition is trying to eliminate your opponent it's like someone is working you know someone someone at work is, is doing better work than you so you um you make a false allegation against them sexually harassing you and boom your best programmer goes now here's the problem that I see in the USA. The USA the USA is is not the huge problem I see in the USA in the election system. It is not a healthy and I, I it's not a healthy democratic environment. And and ironically it's the Democrat's at least healthy environment, most anti-competition. This stuff spreads so let's say in, in work, it's like N1. The Democrat Party is like N1. So don't understand what happens in N1. It's if you analyze that as a system, there's there's not just people cheating. Like it goes a little bit deeper, like perhaps someone cheated and They achieved through cheating. That raised the level and standard expected, and then to meet the same any kind of reasonable standard, you had to cheat. Or they just got lucky. But you know, you get you get the point that it can escalate and spread, and it starts at home. So internally, internally the Democrat Party didn't, you know, internally even within areas like Democrat Party, this could have happened by accident. So here's here's one problem if. If you've got an organisation in a city and that and it's mostly Democrats, there's simply one point of view. One party is always going to keep winning if are just having superior numbers in that particular area, and that's it. That takes its toll on its own. Um, what what you see what you see in and you you immediately see an unhealthy ecosystem with when you see Twitter doing things like. Uh, when you see people doing things like openly expect being anti-Trump, now they've been doing this transparently before, not transparently, um, it, invisibly. They've been they've been doing they've been doing this more secretly before, you know. It's it's like, you, you, if if you're someone on the left wing, you're extremists. Like you don't really get banned for a lot of stuff, but if if you're white, if 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 you're white white wing. Or not even white wing, but if you are just against reasonably against a policy like mass immigration, you know that if you speak out against that, you are going to get banned for, for bigotry and stuff like that. Either, either that, or um, you, you know, you, either that you notice that you are not getting any traffic going to your account or posts. All of a sudden, like you know, you notice that, like you know, you know, you notice that they're not distributing and giving your tweets as much visibility as they do everyone else. Um stuff like that. I and mean, we notice this on loads of platforms, all kinds of stuff, but you don't look, they do it in a way, so unless you're on the receiving end, you don't, unless you're personally on the receiving end, you don't really see it. Um, it's not until you start talking to lots of other people, um, you realize that this is on a massive scale. Now that they've done this thing, like putting on all posts, this will be disputed. Now you kind of get the idea of what's going on. So this is not a healthy democratic, ecosystem and and it starts from you it's like a, here here's here's the thing things that should not be survivable so if biden wins this election or, or steals it or gets ultimately gets inaugur- inaugurated, in all well he's, he's already he's already said things like we're going to do this extreme anti-white stuff i'm going to put someone in my vice president just because they're black i'm going to put people in their administration just because they're muslims i'm going to put all my mates at, at google in my administration None of this stuff should be survivable. None of the stuff that the Democrat Party does is survivable. So, you know, what? basically, ev- everything that we hate about the Democrat Party, he's saying we're going to do that even more. Everything that makes the Democrat Party unattractive, unvotable, and even brings it to the point of war, to the point of where, you know, this is, the, the things that are not survivable, that happens internally. So what should happen internally is... You know, this should this should not be survivable within the Democrat Party. It should not be survivable to be extreme. Being anti-extreme is called extreme and is not survivable. So you've got you've got people who can't survive. You've got people who are bad players and bad actors, bad players, and they can't they can't survive, they can't win without cheating or without having an unfair advantage and abusing it. Um you know you've got things on survival like they basically go in and say fuck all white people white people people are evil well and there's no contest there's a problem there is no contest there's there isn't a con so these things should be highly contested they shouldn't even be they should be piled in on it should be the other way around so it flips around so there's all this stuff that all these problems like like what, what if he was if if he was legit what he'd do is he'd come out and say you know, we're not going to do any of this fucking anti-white bullshit. You know, we've got real problems to solve. We're going to crack down on this extreme extremism <clears throat> um, within the Democrat Party. We're going to, you know, all, all these things that are screwing us around, this identity politics and stuff like that. You know, give it, give it up. Um, you know, and if he's won the contest within their party as well, then you know, you'd think that he would be. Um <clears throat> essentially this this is systematic. It starts on the inside. So in, in a company when someone uses to get rid of the best worker who's competition, they they get they they you know, all of this stuff expands outwards. And in a company, if you get rid of the best employee and falsely accuse them of, of sexually harassing you and they get fired or they just leave because it's a hostile environment, and you're like, ha ha, yes, it's all mine now. But then that person goes to another company and that company has the advantage, so they don't really go away. Now that co- other company is, 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 for all intents and purposes, better than yours. Well, so now the problem is you, you've in turn even your own company done anti-competition. And, and now that spreads to the fact that you have to do it outside. And not only that, here's, here's the thing. When you do this anti-competition stuff, okay, because of anti-competition, you, you saved a million pounds having to do it properly and and um, matching your competition even even terms so what this means is if you take away all this anti-competition you don't match your competition on even terms um, and you become dependent on the anti-competition for survival and it, and it it, it it grows and spirals a lot of what you're seeing is is, is convergence on trying then trying to converge on a monopoly a lot of these are mon- monopolistic thinkers um you know, you got people like Facebook and stuff like that. That's that's how they operate instinctually. They, you know, it's what they want. They want effective. You know, Google's is a monopoly. Facebook is is a monopoly, very much uncontested monopoly. Now, when you when one one you know when when things are uncontested, when there's a huge bias that just spirals off, this is why you see extreme things in the left. This is why you see insane things like Biden standing up for. Antifa, which is an active, violent, extremist organisation, they're saying they fight fascism. Fasc- you know, you say what fascism? The thing they're fighting isn't doesn't exist. They themselves are fascists. They're trying to deny the existence of the opposition party. They're saying, well, that's because the opposition party is denying our system existence. How are they denying your existence? By winning an election fair and square, playing the game and beating you as a normal competitor. So you're trying to eliminate their competitor. That is anti-competition. Um, trying to take them off the board. And and you know that's 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 an extreme. It's not just an idea. It's an extremist group that's actually going lynching, attacking people, low intensity terrorism. Um, People's idiot kids. It's a danger. You know, parents should be aware. It's a danger to their kids. Idiot, impressionable kids are getting sucked up into it. Um, They're getting the fucking shit kicked out of them because their parents should have smacked them in the first place going out to that kind of shirt. That's not a protest like they went out to in, when they were kids, that's something else. That's a militant organization. It's a militant group. It's like the brown shirts. Now, you are saying what you know, these, these are extremes. These are extreme things. They say, oh, Trump supports the KKK. No, he, he, he not not in, not like this. Like, Trump hasn't gone out to support them. He's not gone out, with, you know, he supports their freedom the speech. He hasn't gone out of his way to say, oh, yes, we're going to send all the fucking KKK people to concentration camps. You know, it's what they seem to want him to do. Oh, we need to send them all to prison. Like how for, because they're evil wrong thinkers. You know, when they say Trump sport does, does when they say Trump supports the KKK, what they mean is he hasn't done things like that. But he hasn't um you know he hasn't gone out of his way to, to uh persecute to you know to, to annihilate them um and violate you know their rights and actually by going on and on about stuff like that they're not um, and it, it can often be hard to work out who's actually extreme because this is why I'm bringing up Antifa because sometimes an extreme on the right or left can actually be a, a, a reflection or a reaction to an extreme on the other side but Antifa isn't that Things like Antifa isn't that like Antifa really is an extremist group that is actually the real KKK of our time. KKK today is just dressing up funny, and it is more of a more of a subject for for ridicule and and laughter. They have you know they're fucking grand wizards. It's ridiculous. It's a silly thing. Um, but they're not doing anything. They're not um they're not really doing anything significant whereas antifa is, is actually committing violence they're wearing masks before coronavirus they're wearing masks just to hide their identity so they can commit crimes and get away with it be violent get away with it um the one of the reasons these extremes emerge you know uncontested is is, is because there is not a healthy competitive environment there's not a healthy competitive environment that's not maintained within the democrats and with other places and when when a bias is uncontested, it just grows and, grows and grows and grows and grows and doesn't stop. And this is why you see those those kinds of extremes emerge from the left, because, because they have, you know, the, the competitive, healthy environment isn't there that they need. And you see this all around the place. And this is a massive, massive problem, that, that things aren't competitive. They're very one-sided. Now, here's a problem. Here's one. The, the Democrat Party is also like China. It is competing in the same a little bit in the same way China's competing. Um, you know, doing whatever is necessary to win even if it's not actually fair, even if it's an unfair advantage. Even if it's undermining the actual game. This unhealthy ecosystem can be seen everywhere. So you look at all the newspapers on the shelf, and you see Biden good, Biden good, Biden good, Biden good, Biden good, Biden good, Trump, Trump bad, <clears throat> Trump bad, Biden good, Biden good, Biden good. That's not a free press. So when we're talking about Twitter and this stuff, they're doing, at least if you had healthy competition, at least if Twitter was doing that kind of bullshit, which it shouldn't be doing, no one should be doing it really. But if Twitter is doing that bullshit, well, here's the thing: Twitter is doing that in aid of Biden. You look at Facebook, Facebook is doing the same. Facebook is doing the same in Ada Biden. You look at YouTube, YouTube is doing the same. YouTube is doing the same in Ada Biden. Um, at least if you had a healthy, competitive system. Now, here's the thing that you have to remember. look at Just look at the election results themselves, how close they are between Biden and Trump. They're very, very close to 50-50. So, you know, if you had a healthy, competitive environment, you'd expect to see... Well, Facebook is doing this bullshit against uh, Trump supporters. But Twitter is doing this bullshit against uh, Biden supporters. That would at least be a healthy, competitive environment. But what you see instead is, all, you know, all these monopolies, oh, Google's doing it for Biden. Um, and also monopolies, you know, they want one-party system, the Democrats, really. That's a bit of a biased element, but it's not biased, actually. That, that is, if you look at the analysis, um when, when, when they're trying to criminalize the opposition I mean this is another thing that they do that's fucked up, which is they say, Oh, you're criminalising voters in the opposition Well no, um, there are actually people who can vote illegally. You vote twice, you vote that's illegal, that's definitely illegal. If if, if you're an illegal immigrant that and you vote that's illegal. If you're living in in, in Mexico and you tried to, and you vote in the US election, that's illegal. If if you're Mexican you vote that's illegal. Um so you, you know, you've got you got people in the public. They're actually going after actual legal voters. Not, they're not they're not making legal voters. You've got people in the Democrats, and and they want, and they're they're treating it like it should be illegal to vote for Trump. Um, and that that that, that is not reciprocated. And you know, you've got to look at this. If there's a, there's a very very simple way to look at this. If if all the if all the big if if big media, for example. All supports Biden, well, so 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 will big, you know, why, why is it not possible to conceive of, for example, all the big cheaters to um t- to cheat for Biden if big media is all cheating for Biden, then it's not inconceivable that you could have all the big cheaters cheating for Biden. Um, so this is a huge problem in and of itself. Without this election, this has been going on for a long time across the west, not just America. We do not have a healthy democratic ecosystem. If Biden and Trump are 50-50, look at them, they're evenly matched contestants, then why is it you look at newspaper stands and you see all the different newspapers, and it's heads, 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 tails, heads, 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 tails. So that is that is not what we call a healthy competitive. Right, these these extremes should not also these extremes should not emerge uncontested. So on the face of it, we just look at it and it doesn't take long to deduce this is not a healthy democratic environment. On on on, multiple, on, on on multiple levels and the signs of it are right there in your face you don't necessarily have to know the mechanism for it but there is a simple mismatch and imbalance, you have to say I do not believe, you know you, you, you don't have any argument to make that it is a healthy, competitive democratic environment when half the population doesn't exist half the half the team doesn't exist um You know that this is what things like cancel culture about. That is called anti-competition, and you see this—you see this right in your face. You see anti-competition, and it's very close to cheating, or often is cheating. Anti-competition—it's abuse, and you know, it's like peeking at someone's cards or the dealer, you know, dealing dealing however they want on purpose, um, giving out the hands that they want, or you know referee simply ignoring a foul even though they know it's a foul because they can so you should also re- see a breakdown of the competitive system now democracy isn't just a sport you are trying to measure something like it is a science really it's meant to be a science as well um not as reliable as not quite saying same kind of science that you know not in the way some people might think it's uh, i mean it's a science but it is a you know you are measuring something and that you're trying to do that for a purpose You want an accurate result. What you're trying to measure, which political direction your country wants to go in, or who is the most willing or able or best at cheating. Um. You know... Like, are, are you testing almost all a lot of systems? Almost all competitive systems have this problem. Are you testing for the best player, uh, the best poker player, or are you testing for the best cheater and person who could cheat and get away with it or be allowed to cheat? The same thing, really. Uh ah, lovely pool. So, anyway. <coughs> these are these are quite serious problems on an external observer um looking at that election system I would not be able to certify it um, certification forms of certifications it just becomes rubber stamping a lot of people you know they do the quality control tests and stuff like that as a matter of routine sometimes they forget what it's all about sometimes they feel like uh Well, last time we did it, it passed, and it was a waste of effort. It was all for nothing. It didn't fail. Um, You know, tests that never fail to many people feel useless and a waste of time. Occasionally they are, but not always. Um, The standards can slip. Then they're like, why aren't you rubber stamping stamping it? We always rubber stamp it. it. You have to rubber stamp it. People just don't really understand what they're doing and when a system is repetitive, people can naturally start just repeating it and they don't really understand what it's all about, what it's for. You have a system breakdown like that. <laughs> so anyway, there's all these problems enough as it is. And those just make it hard to. But a couple of things, you know. The first, the first thing is your society has a big problem, either way. You need to sort of out. <coughs> um, you know, it's not a fair competitive society. This is a global problem. On, uh, it's a bit worrying if you can't we're going to sort it how are we going to save the planet if you can't if you can't sort out um you can't sort things out even you know something a lot smaller scale like within your own country really um maybe you can't maintain a competitive system within news media for example The, the, the 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 mainstream news is Effectively a monopoly, in practice it, it it operates as if it's a monopoly. Um, you've got a political party trying to become a monopoly, um, either in actuality or in practice. Like. Um, right. Democrats and Republicans should not become the same thing. It should not be a toying toss. I mean, just the fact that you have, you know, close results is, is suggests uh they're almost converging on that. Um, they expect them to converge on a lot of issues, but there needs to be... Um, but You know, if your system boils down to a coin, might as well boil down to coin toss, then... Yeah, look at how close the election is. What do you think it would be if you went and did it again? Best out of three, best out of five? Best out of seven, best out of ten. Um <coughs> So that's just a big, a big problem. Like say the the, the the this cancel culture, this this eliminating your competitors, on you know, completely unhealthy. Oh my god, I don't get it. This super unhealthy culture. Um, why are there ten? Um, but here's here's the crux of it here's, you know, I could talk about this, up, this twice now I've talked about these things it doesn't feel I'm trying to reduce it to less of the waffle but I'm probably missing things now, it's a bit hard to say them with the same authenticity if you say some of them the second time around. Um but here, here's what it really boils down to the crux of it the crux of it is is that overwhelmingly on almost every single level unfair advantages favour Biden And when you have a very close margin of victory like this, it's not just the error rate, it's every single unfair advantage favors Biden. Um, Oh, it is 10 each, interesting. Anyway, every single unfair advantage favors Biden. And I strongly suspect if you take all the invalid votes, there won't be 100% for Biden. So like everyone who voted twice, find everyone who voted twice, whether they voted for Trump, for Biden, oddly enough for both, remove those. Also count each, how many goes to Biden, how many goes to Trump. Now on every single level like that, every single possible kind of error, or, or, you know, be it fraud, be it illegal immigrants voting and they're not eligible, being it People who are too young are voting, being it felons who are voting, being it maybe them cheating, letting people out of prison to vote, saying all coronavirus, and maybe some of them, I don't really know what the laws are like everywhere, maybe some of them aren't allowed to vote in prison, it's harder. But there's cases where felons can't vote, and they, you know, they they might vote like, you know, rapists and shit like that. People voting across state lines. Um, people cheating in all possible manners of cheating. People making change, making it deliberately uh, making it a path of least resistance to vote for Biden. So increase, increasing increasing impediments in geographic areas that are more Trump supporting, reducing the impediment in areas that are less Trump supporting, reducing the impediment for million votes because more Democrats vote, increasing increasing impediment for in-person voting absolutely all of these unfair advantages on any level flipping a vote which doesn't just take doesn't just add one to Biden it takes one away from Trump adds one to Biden basically gives Biden two votes. Um, any kind of frauds cheating, a ballot box disappearing, mail getting destroyed, undelivered lost in the post um, every single possible unfair advantage. nearly all of it you know the, the, here, here's the other thing that they've they've created an n1-like culture that encourages fraud they might you, they might not have done it deliberately it's just about winning but they've created an n1-like culture where they have given a huge motive but it's like, like this person sending this email out to his millions of followers saying biden must win if biden doesn't win then we lose democracy well if you're going to lose democracy anyway then you know cheating on some ballots, stealing someone's ballot and then filling it in yourself and sending it back, for example. Um, Well, you're saving democracy um, to make Biden win. Like, it doesn't matter if you're cheating, like you're going to lose democracy anyway. Um, So the mentality, I mean, the the fact that the Democrat Party, for example, uh, is supporting a pro-crime movement, like BLM is a pro-crime movement. The fact that they're sympathizing with, with, with the criminal element, which does things like identity theft and can do fraud on a massive scale. Um <clears> that has a massive distribution network of drugs. You know, they've they've, they've kind of got the fraudsters on their side, basically, because they're friendly and sympathetic to fraudsters. You know, stuff stuff you wouldn't necessarily immediately think about, but when you look at it, there there's an N1 Night culture. To support fraud and theft and everything else, you know, who do you think illegal immigrants are going to vote for? You know, good chance they'll vote for Democrats, won't they? <laughs> when you look at all of when you look at all of it, 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 it's all 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 of all of all of this. Basically, all the invalid votes and unfair advantages and indiscretions are proportionately far more likely to support Biden than Trump. But you have these tiny winning margins, like. You have these winning margins where you know Biden might be head by ten thousand votes. Well, <clears throat> um, but actually, that's only like zero point one percent or something like that. And you know, Trump only. So if you know, they only the tiniest amount of. Here's the thing, If when you look at votes and you say, well, we're looking at, they're they're looking at places and they're finding out, and and they're looking at places and they're trying to look at data in a way to minimise false positives. So that means if they're uncertain, there's they'll not count it. So they'll say, here's at least this many definite counts of people voting twice. Um, so so, let's, so say we you know at least 4 thousand illegal immigrants voted and that's 11 percent of the vote and there's probably more that, that was only one method of detection it doesn't pick up all illegal immigrants but that was just one that was just like uh, I think that was just ones that had uh, um, a driver's license and that's ones that they could be sure about you know so so that's 11 percent of that. Particularly in that particular area, and it could be more. And that's just one type of that's just one type of invalid vote as well. There's lots of different types of invalid votes. You know, so so these invalid votes are are well into you know tens or hundreds of thousands. That's within the winning margin, close to it. But also, you you know, if you take this example where let's say Biden's about ten thousand, just rounding it down, ten thousand ahead. But then they find, uh... but then they find twenty thousand invalid votes. Well, if, if those seventy five percent of those are for Biden, then it's neck and neck. If it's a little bit more than seventy five percent of those, Trump is ahead. And here's the problem: it, it, it looks like twenty five. You know, it's, it's a lot more. It's, it's in hundreds of thousands. You know, there's almost certain. There's almost certain. The closest state, if you look at the closest swing state. It's almost certain that the probability that that state actually is for Trump if you take away all the invalid votes. <clears throat> this isn't just rhetoric. This is, this is honestly, if you actually do that, it's it almost certainly actually is a Trump victory. But all the unfair advantages, all the invalid votes, all of the, what we know from analyzing the system is, is that that is not gonna happen Evenly disputed, and it's almost certainly ha- going to happen mostly disproportionately in Biden's favor. We don't have these same things on the other side. Um, you know, they're they're they ideologically against legal immigrants voting in the election. Um, they're essentially against people voting illegally. Um, you know, they believe in the rule of law and stuff like that. The USBS is currently wrestling Trump because he wants to turn it into a profitable organization. You know, on, on every single level, um, you've, you, you, you've got Biden barely winning. And that's almost certainly going to fall well within the, the, the domain of unfair advantage and, and uh, cheating or, or any other you know, discrepancies. The system is set up such that discrepancy is almost certainly going to go Biden's way. And I think the Democrats know that because if you look at their obstruction, like they could have, they could rule out all these votes and sort this out a lot earlier. If you look at them dragging it out, they're trying to, they're they're desperately trying to, if you look at the the desperate actions taken by Twitter and and YouTube, they're doing this shit out in the open now. They are desperately trying to protect their election results and that, that, you know, if it isn't a legitimate threat, why would they do this? If looking into the fraud and stuff like that isn't a legitimate threat, why would they do that? And my calculation of the system is that they will have their own system analysis and and they've also got their own common sense and they see the same problem. They see the same problem. um, You know, so they have to desperately secure the election result. Because there's something to secure to secure it from, you know. You have to you have to say why are they trying to they're so desperately trying to secure it if there's nothing to secure it from. If there's no threat from these audits and looking into fraud and stuff like that, and from these allegate, so-called allegations, um, why is it so dangerous to pursue them? Why must that be stopped? I mean, like, what can that even do? Um... You know, you see this on a lot of levels. A lot of imbalance, uncontested. So, if, you know, different countries have. You're supposed to have quite all kinds of laws against voter intimidation. The U.S. actually does have, as far as I'm aware, federal law against voter intimidation. So you, you're not allowed to see. You know, it's it's the crazy stuff that like you see. You, you see the I I there have been Democrat Congress. Women who have engaged openly in voter intimidation, perfectly fine, lots of people engaging openly in voter intimidation, and it doesn't seem to be any FBI enforcement of this of this law. They should be sent to prison and I don't see the Republicans doing voter intimidation on any kind of the same scale. That's another imbalance that that you see um, <clears throat> you know apart apart from counter movements on time to time. Um, so, for example, you can't say, oh, but what about Foul Boys? The so Foul Boys started off as a response to Antifa, which is a violent, you know, street gang um, intimidating voters, basically. Um, it's an intimidation gang. It's, it's a criminal gang. Uh that specializes in voter intimidation. Um, but will also just intimidate anyone standing up for well, standing up for themselves and their rights. But um Right, like this this is not evenly balanced, this is not evenly matched. You don't have both sides equally engaging in voting, like all these unfair things, all these all this anti competition behaviour, all these all these things and you can you can tell how dependent the Democrats are. Because if they want, if they if they want to start winning again, if they want to get loads of votes, why didn't they shut down this BLM stuff, or at least, you know, people want to have their little role-playing, pretend civil rights movements, and it's just a hippie parade and John beating, going, you know, a social event, really. All right, but when you have got these criminals going around, you know, they could have just cracked down on that. You know, they potentially would have got loads of votes. They wouldn't have had this problem. You know, that could have swung things in Biden's favour. If they stopped this political correctness nonsense, <coughs> and this identity politics nonsense, that's all you need to do is give, give that shit up. If you, you know... <coughs> If you stop letting maniacs like fucking AOC <laughs> run your party, virtually run your party, um, you know, if you actually contest your own extremists instead of letting them go uncontested, um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking easy. Um now if you disavow found crackdown on terrorism like Antifa and you disavow found crack down on the BLM um you basically clean up your party. If you if if you if you turn against this stuff like this anti white stuff and things like that and you know if if you actually take illegal immigration seriously and crack down on that um, you know the, the the thing is 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 these disadvantages are compensating for and securing. Um, you know, the, the illness, the, the unhealthy parts of their party, they're compensating for that, that, you know, is it, the thing that is is making them lose, making them have to cheat more and more and constantly, constantly losing more and more ground and territory, unless they cheat, to make up for it, <laughs> or use some kind of unfair advantage. Um, you know, why is it so hard to stop just to stop being fucking extreme and it can't be that hard just to not be extreme to be like how 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 fucking hard can it can it be to be reasonable um, like this isn't difficult stuff um Not really rocket science. Um, you know, if, if you, all you have to do is make a serious commitment to freedom of speech and, you know, freedom and I mean, you actually don't have to... Like, all you don't have, you have, have to do anything radical. You have to stop doing things that are radical. That are radical. You know, I don't understand how hard it is, how hard it can be. <laughs> um, you know, the, 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 these extremes can manifest, present themselves for a reason in the open. Um, the... You know, the, the unfair advantages do not help them. If it weren't for this, they wouldn't be in a situation where... When I look at this from a systems perspective and everything that I know, I say I am... It is of extremely high probability that if you rule out for unfair advantage... Even if you apply quite a low bar, the problem is you start. They'll start applying a low bar. Yes, get rid of the, get rid of all the people who voted twice. That's an easy one. Um, you're not disenfranchising them. You're not taking away their vote. vote. They took away their own vote, um, either because they're stupid or whatever. Now you do a second series of investigations into that because other people could have voted twice. Other Someone could have stolen their vote or stolen their identity, but... Um, You know, as you keep raising that bar, um, you know, eventually it turns from Biden to Trump. Um, and if I'm looking at the system and I say what the actual result is, okay, the system is screwed up, so we can't tell what the actual result is. But when I try to start looking into what the probabilities are, although it may be close, unless there's a lot more. I'm 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 working on the assumption of there being the minimum amount of plausible errors and things like that. Not say the minimum amount currently detected, but a reason, but but based on what we do know, what has and hasn't been detected, and with how much effort, even even even, even being conservative and and making a measurement in Biden's favor, the probability is good for a Trump victory. That actually Trump won this. Um when you start being less conservative and deliberately favouring um obscenely high levels of certainty, um it overwhelmingly falls into Trump's hands. None of this is good on multiple counts for the democrats um you know they don't have they don't have to do things like uh i mean do 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 they really think do they really think that anti white anti white rhetoric and anti white policies is that popular Um every unfair advantage goes their way so for example stuffing loads of immigrants into their cities even every single policy there's so many policies everything tries to steer it their way um and they don't have to come up with good policies they don't need to have sensible people they don't need to get rid of incompetent people who just speak shit um <coughs> You know, they're not contesting AOC. She's uncontested. That's not a healthy democratic environment. <laughs> um, she's apparently able to do that, and doesn't seem like she's getting voted out. So that's a serious problem. Um, I, I don't think that person would be survivable in a healthy democratic environment. That's such an unhealthy sample. Now you can say that's subjective in opinion, but they have such they they, they have such unhealthy specimens. They've tried to make out Trump like an unhealthy... Trump isn't really a bad candidate. I mean, he's got hang-ups like anyone else, but he's definitely different. Um, <clears throat> I mean, one of the things is you kind of need someone like Trump who does you know, does things in a different way. You shouldn't need someone like... The, 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 well, the approach that Trump takes, but the fact Trump has to take certain approaches and things is just a reflection of... of how messed up the system has become um, and you know the next person after trump is going to have to go down that line 10 times further because it's going to be 10 times worse if you have biden presidency he's only going to get worse in fact at this point i think the problem is the, the republicans and trump isn't is, is not hardcore enough um not cracking down on this enough You know, the country is still falling. Your system is still falling. Your system is collapsing. It's imploding. So this, this but like I say, this really is the crux of the issue. The, the real crux of the issue is that it's a very narrow margin of victory. And just stop to think about it. All these unfair advantages. Any kind of invalid vote, if you look at all the motivation and the means and everything around it, it all swings towards Biden. Um, now, of course, we need to actually measure that. You know, Some of it may be measurable. That's another problem. Um, but, you know, the indications we've got so far is, is, is not good it is not good i mean just stop to think about it each case cheating who's going to do that and why who's got the most motivation who's who's a who's effectively political campaign is a motivational campaign to go to go so far what encourages and facilitates what the most in in, in favor of who the most